Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. I'm Eddie Estrada, and I'm here with my co-host, Armin. Hey, Armin. How are you, Eddie? I'm doing great, because tonight we are recapping R-H-O-B-H. Yes, our ladies in Beverly Hills had a little bit of a slower episode tonight, but... I mean, it did set us up for a ton of drama, so we got to talk about what happened. But before we do, just a quick reminder about how you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram by searching H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D, and there's an ad at the beginning of that, and that is our Twitter and Instagram, Hot and Bravoed. You can also make sure you guys are subscribed on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, please try to give us five stars because if you do and you take a picture, you've only got one week left. Yes. Uno week mas. Deadline is February 28th, people. To to get entered into the competition to get a free t-shirt. And the t-shirt has the Hot and Bravo logo on it. And that's a pretty sick logo. It's super sick. We had our own Calvin Klein campaign posted <laughs> on our Instagram, the Hot and Bravo Instagram today. So if you guys want to see, um, I, what was it? What was it? Sean Mendez wannabe. <laughs> um, yeah. If y'all want like all the details, all the directions on how exactly to enter the contest, because it's not just taking a screenshot of the review. You need to send it to the Buttered Pop Network's email address, uh, butteredpopmedia at gmail.com. And also, we have an alternate way to enter the contest if you don't use iTunes, but all the specifics are on our Instagram. That's at hot and bravoed. All right. Well, our relationship with our fans is great, but a relationship we are keeping tabs on it in the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills universe world city um (laughs) is the friendship of lisa vanderpump and kyle richards as you remember the beginning of the last episode showed the demise of their friendship with armin you have to do it the infamous ken goodbye kyle you do it so well (laughs) and we know from watch what happens live in the media that this is the last time that kyle and vanderpump have spoken So everyone is just very interested in when is this relationship going to end? What is going to be the thing that sends it off? But we didn't see that this week. As we predicted in our premiere episode recap podcast, there would be a lot that happened between the start of the season and when that moment happened. So it's not going to be like one explosive event. It's, In my opinion, it's going to be like a slow build to the point in which obviously they're estranged and they don't have any trust in each other. But it, this episode, it's a classic vintage Lisa and Kyle. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. So they're going to you know, none other than the plastic surgeon's office because like <laughs> every good person in the Los Angeles area, you know, you want to make sure you're looking your best. So you just go Wait, with what? Your every good person? <laughs> so mean, to be a good person in Los Angeles, you have to be doing plastic surgery? I mean, or be thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not attainable for all. No, I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. But like a good Beverly Hills housewife. Right. Yes, yes, yes. That's, I think that's what I meant. As a good Beverly Hills housewife, they are going to see their plastic surgeon because Lisa's got some issues, I guess, with her neck. I guess. And I thought it was kind of incredible that you could just get fillers in your neck and you don't actually have to do. Well, I know they have like the, um, I don't know, it's called Juvederm and it like, it takes all the fat away from, or no, it's not Juvederm. It's Kybella. And Kybella takes the fat away from under How do you your know chin. this shit? <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I know, because I, I know. Eddie, over under 13.5 years until you do some procedure like this. <laughs> under 13 years? I'll well, be, you, you realize I'll what I'm doing 39. with that, right? Exactly, 13.5. So I'm trying to see if you're going to start doing these like neck injections and shit like that when you're 40 in your 40s or are you going to like do preventative shit i mean i might just do it for like the laughing gas because lisa looked like she was having a ball honestly that's why lisa did it she doesn't give a shit about her neck neck. no no she just wants to get high we saw her super wasted drunk on um (laughs) vanderpump rules at the tomna party now we're seeing her stoned out of her mind by drinking like by smoking the laughing gas that was so funny are those the proper terms getting stoned from smoking the laughing gas (laughs) Just like any proper uh, real housewife of Beverly Hills does, right? She's, she's hitting that silly smoke. Um, <laughs> she was offering it up to Kyle, but Kyle wouldn't take it. That's illegal. You Is it really? Like, I, you can't just go to like a plastic surgeon and be like, oh, I'm getting some laughing gas. Do you want to share? Like, I think the like the doctor would get in like legal trouble for just like giving out laughing gas. He wasn't saying anything. I mean, our men. <laughs> I'm just saying, Kyle, you know, expand your horizons a bit. Your daughters are going off to college. Expand your horizons. I mean, Kyle looks amazing, and she's definitely had some work done. Like, well, let's. <laughs> she's like, I hit that already. She's like, oh, I, I was here. I was here an hour earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to your question. I will do preventative stuff. I maybe thinking. Soon. So under thirteen point five. Under thirteen point five. Okay. I mean, you have to be ready. How about point five years? <laughs> no, 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 no. So nothing in the next six months. No, absolutely not. Okay. I have no procedures um, at all. <laughs> nothing lined up. Lined up. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I haven't. And I don't think it will be for a very long time, okay. if ever. <laughs> I love you getting serious about this. If ever. I don't know. I, I love me. Hey, I mean, nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do love, like, my selfie look. Like, I don't want to mess up because I can take, like, a pretty good selfie. And people are, like, getting plastic surgery to take better selfies. Like, it's a whole, like, thing. You always have Facetune for that, okay? I know. And I have Facetune. <laughs> <laughs> I pay for it. Uh, um well, let's get into another person we were in, another big thing we were introduced into last episode, which is Denise Richards, the new housewife who I'm obsessed with. She's pretty much incredible, right? Strong opening. I'm loving her. She appears very authentic, too. Yeah, which is refreshing for Beverly Hills. Especially when you contrast it to other Beverly Hills housewives. I don't know who you're talking about, all men. <laughs> Is that a fake accent, Eddie? I'm, <laughs> or is that I'm, your real accent? It's my real accent, Amen. I think I drank a beer when I was young. Oh, sure. Is that what they do in high schools? Keggers? <laughs> um, okay, you know, Dorit bashing aside. Denise is a lot of fun. Um, she's open right off the bat. You know, she doesn't seem to be trying to cultivate this certain persona. She's like, and we'll get to it later, obviously, yeah. when, we get to the, when we get to Rinna's dessert party, but... She's like, this is this is what I do. This is who I am. And uh, take it or leave it. I mean, I'm dying because there's been a clip released of next episode on Twitter. Um, and everyone's, it's, you know, it's a sneak peek of next episode. And they're in the Bahamas. And Denise, all the women come in. And they're like in these like beautiful gowns. And, you know, Erica's in that pajama lounge look that's like really fancy. They're dressed to the nines, you know, for drinks in one of the hotel rooms. And... Denise knocks on, they're like, where's Denise? And Denise knocks on the door in a tank top and shorts and flip-flops. Cause she's like, I, I, I was just going to drinks in a hotel room with friends. Like, I guess I didn't pack enough like fancy stuff, but enough about like, but I think that shows like how authentic she's actually being. So I'm so excited to see what she, you know. And I hope she stays that way, into. by the way. I hope she doesn't like 
learn the etiquette of being a real housewife in the sense of if we're going to do a scene, even if it's a scene that's supposed to be just us girls in our hotel room, then then we got to dress the nines and we got to basically look like we're going out. We got to do our makeup like we're going out. I hope she sticks to like what she would normally do. And like if that's how she would go to her girlfriend's hotel room, that's how I want to no, exactly. continue to see it. And I like that off the bat she didn't go in with any pretense. Like, okay, like I'm going to take notes. I'm going to watch the previous seasons. I'm going to... Ask Rinna. She has friends on the cast already. It's not like she doesn't know anyone. Oh, Rinna, so like, what should I do? Like, no, Denise is being Denise so far. And that's great. And we see this in her home life. So we see her work talking with her daughter, who is under 16, because the big debate that they're having is whether or not she can have a date to homecoming. Because she's not supposed to date before she's 16 years old, because that's the rule Denise had. She's a very strict parent, but I, I yeah. kind of commend her for that. Like that, I, I mean, there's got to be rules in the household. And when you have Charlie Sheen as a father, there's got to be some stability. <laughs> but it's homecoming. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, like homecoming. It's is, not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It's one dance. Yeah. It's, and it's like you go with the date. Like that's how it is. Like I, I remember my, all my homecoming dates. Um, but it, you know, it's not like, it's not a big deal. So like I don't Denise know why she like, was. I had all these rules and then I ended up rebelling and <laughs> turning out to be a wild child. Yeah. A wild thing. A wild thing. Yeah. that was <laughs> That's for real. But I mean, it was just cool to see her as a parent. Charlie Sheen made a cameo over the phone. Um, we got to see Aaron, her um, boyfriend, who is right. all kinds of special. He's up there in contender. He might be. He might beat Mauricio now as hottest Beverly Hills husband. What do you think about Teddy's husband? Because a See, lot of people online love him. No, I know. And he like he it would he'd be number three, obviously. Maurizio two, Aaron one. Aaron Aaron's I think number one for me right now. Wow. Where's Ken? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> He's at 102 right behind PK. <laughs> Wait, you're putting him behind PK? Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. He's just like too old. Used to hate PK though. Oh, I 100% still hate PK, <laughs> which let's talk about. Okay. So before we get into more things, let's talk about Dorit and PK and their burglary. So they speak again about how everything was taken, all of her handbags, all of their jewelry, everything. And it sounds very similar to Kyle's story of what happened to her house. Right. Um, And... There's a little conspiracy theory on the internet right now, and I'm not I'm not saying I believe it. I'm not saying I don't believe it. But you just want to disseminate. I it. just want I just want to talk about it, <laughs> and I want to get your thoughts as well, um, listeners. So tweet at us. Conspiracy so there's like this there's this whole rumor that um, they did it for the insurance money <gasps> slash to like have less value in their like like estimated value because. Mm. They're getting all their money garnished now from the government and from the because they have like so many like outstanding debts with casinos with people. You've seen that video, right, of that person in the Bahamas? In the Bahamas, where she's like, "You have enough money to be at Nassau, but you you can't pay right. me back. What is it? Three hundred thousand dollars? Give me the money, Dorit." Yeah, it's crazy. Do you think yeah. they'll show that next episode? I don't think they will. You saw producers kind of shielding Dorit and yeah. moving her along. 
They wouldn't do that to Dorit. Well, I'm going to be retweeting the video so that you can see how it went down. But yeah. back to what I was saying, it's like a, it's like that rumor. Like, what do you think? Do you think that do you think it's like a real hit? Because they'd also they don't own they don't own the house. They rent that house. If if they did that, they're opening themselves up to fraud. And we've already seen how that plays out in the the housewives world. We Teresa know how that turns Joe. That's not good. And I would be pretty shocked if they did that. But again, I mean, obviously people um, are willing to do that, right? I mean, yeah. it's not like people don't commit fraud. But like, man, I'm always shocked when people who are in the public eye like that are willing uh, to do so. Um, I'm guessing it's just another I targeted... think it's just a rumor, yeah. Yeah, I mean, celebrities are more susceptible to this stuff because their addresses are, you know, out I there. I mean, we've and... all seen the bling ring. Exactly. It's a basically bling ring esque. Maybe someone targeted housewives. That's what I'm thinking now too. Like yeah. this is so similar of a story. Maybe it's not, you know, that they're like they just copied Kyle's story and made it their own. But <laughs> maybe maybe this is like a person who is targeting housewives, which I'm very nervous right. about. What if it was connected? Yeah. Right. A new bling ring. A new bling ring. The Bravo ring. That's what I'll call it. <laughs> That's the conspiracy. That's the conspiracy. That's a new conspiracy. So I, I'm saying false on this conspiracy. False. I think it's false too, but you know, I just like, you know, to stir the pot. Just like <laughs> to get those things out there. All right. Well, speaking of Kyle, because we talked about her house being broken into, her house is also being broken because her daughter, <laughs> Sophia, is leaving for college. And okay, that's a bit over dramatic, but <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a big thing. Like, she's had, you know, a lot of, like, two of her daughters, I think, move out already. And she goes to see Mauricio at the agency, and she's just basically kind of, like, you know, explaining how upset she is with the fact that Sophia's going to be leaving for college soon, and it's right. going to be very hard. And, I, I mean, I was kind of mad at Mauricio because he was like, oh, you've already done it once before. It's not going to be that mm. hard. But, like, it is hard for because she shares – as a mother, a unique bond with each of her children. And, to, you know, every time it's something different that she's going to be missing in that house. And it's going to be something different that she's feeling because of the memories that she shared with that child. So I think it was really kind of annoying of Mauricio to just be like, it's fine. You've done it before. It's not going to be that hard because her feelings like are her feelings. And I, it made me upset. He's just trying to lift her spirits. Okay. I'm going to defend Mauricio here. He shouldn't devalue her feelings, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Um, but in the, you always have to be sensitive with your words, right? So he probably didn't use his words properly there. Like, don't just say, oh, you've gone through it before, get over it. Yeah. But I actually agreed with his larger sentiment, which was like referring to what you said earlier about like, now her home is broken. Kyle's home isn't broken. It's evolving. Okay. I loved that sentiment because it's like... Sophia is going to go off to college and eventually your daughters are going to get married. They are going to start families. You are going to have grandchildren and son-in-laws and you're going to be a grandmother. And it's all a part of that cycle of life, right? Yeah. So it's not broken. It's simply an evolution. That's what I think. Well, I agree. I mean... I was being dramatic when I said she was going to have a broken home. It was a transition piece, Armin. Broken into a broken home. I, mean, I was. I trying, get the segue. I, was I get the segue. the segue. I okay? get it. I you, get it. I get it. You can't hate me. I plan out the whole schedule of what I'm going to talk about with my transitions. You I'm can't saying just it was an overdramatic it. segue. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, but yeah, no, I, oh, man, I can't even imagine. Yeah. You know? It's, it's going to be hard on her. And I mean, this could be 
part of her anxiety, you know, like sure. that she spoke about very openly. Um, and I mean, I, I think we'll see the departure of Sophia this season and I think it really will affect her, but I think she is going to be, you know, have a stronger group of women to hold her, hold her head up high. And her little through. one is 10 years old. Oh yeah. She's got some time. Well, also I remember when she was just, a, just two, must've been two years old, right? Portia was a baby baby. Yeah. And now she's like a full functioning like mini adult and it Almost stresses a me out. It stresses me out. It's like crazy. It's like when you watch your like cousins grow up and they're like babies and then they become like toddlers and then they're like in grade school and you're like, wait, wait, wait. Like one of my cousins literally just turned 16 and I remember him being born and I'm like, holy crap, I'm old. I'm old. I'm like the crap keeper. <laughs> We're rewatching season one of Ronge for yeah. the Patreon. By the way, check out our Patreon. You could uh, get <laughs> monthly interactive live chats with Eddie Estrada and yours truly, um, and also a bunch of exclusive podcasts. Video but, chat, so you can see my yeah. my, my my selfie face, <laughs> <laughs> and just ask Eddie any question that you want to. Oh God, ask him. Don't don't open up the can of worms here, Armin. <laughs> oh, we're gonna open it up, but. No, I mean, I was just reminded of it because we're watching, obviously, season one of Ranj for um, the exclusive podcast series that we're doing, and Melania is just a little tyke, and she's so cute, and and now Melania is, what, 13 years old, and she just put out a music video and this new single, and it's so crazy to see, you know, how much has changed over the last 10 years. So, anyway. Well... Another mother-daughter daughter relationship we got to see a little bit into right. um, was Amelia and Lisa Renna, and they spoke about um, Amelia's eating disorder. Now, the reason they were speaking about this is because um, Lisa Renna and Teddy Mellencamp go on a hike in Runyon where they see a rattlesnake, which is freaky. I don't think I would be like that casual about like, Oh look, there's a rattlesnake. It's so big. Like I'd be like running, <laughs> like darting away. I do not do snakes. Well, you know, Rena's brave. Rena is really brave. Um, and so is Teddy because Teddy kind of explains her story where she actually, well, she's going to be in a small role in a movie. I don't know what the movie is, but now I'm very interested in seeing it. But she reveals to Lisa Rena that when she first came to LA, she wanted to be an actress and she was sent out on, um, pilot season to a bunch of different auditions and her manager called her and was like, okay, you need to lose weight, which is mm. a very common story you hear in Hollywood where to be a certain to, you know, to be a model or an actress, you have to like lose all this weight and drop all these pounds because that's, you know, like Rena said, you have to look a certain way to be in the industry. Um, and so, you know, Teddy explains how that drove her to then overeat and have all all the weight that she gained. And that's why she does what she does now to help, you know, other women who are going through the same thing, you know, she's walking the walk and talking as she's talking the talk. So, you know, Rena and Amelia speak about how Amelia is doing a similar thing. She recently came out that she had anorexia and how, you know, it's a struggle every day, but she's getting through it. Um, so I thought that was really nice that both of those, you know, I mean, all three of those women are having an open discussion about something that affects at, like so many people that you would never even know. Like that is, it's pretty incredible. And I, I really loved it. Yeah. And as Rena said, for Amelia to be so open about it and to put her struggle out there in the public, that's an extremely brave thing uh, because it's very difficult to do. And you open yourself up to a lot of scrutiny. And uh, Amelia not only did that, 
Um, but it's one really great that she was apparently able to get through this really dark time, this really low period um, when she was struggling with anorexia. Um, but she's come out of it. And as she said, it's not over. It doesn't just end. It's a it's an ongoing, constant battle. Um, but she also wants to now advocate for uh, the cause and, you know, try to help other people who are going through it and maybe at their darkest times as well. So it's really great. And it's great that the that BH showed it. So speaking of Rena, um, she decides to throw a little party and it, she says it's like a baking class or something. And she invites all the women to get together. So... These are all the housewives plus Camille, who you know I love. Friend of housewife. Friend of housewife. Um, so they come to this baking party, and it's not really like baking. It's basically just like fusing chocolate together and like pouring more like candy like, coatings on it. Yeah, like decorative stuff on the chocolate. Yeah, they didn't really have that much to do, to it be was, honest. Yeah, like even Denise is like, you're not like, there's no dough. Like this is not a <laughs> baking class. Like who, who said this is a baking class? Here's all these pre-made desserts. Put it inside this chocolate thing that we already made for you and then just like put some coating on top of it and then i mean it looked like fun yeah and then they just go and drink and have candy so it was like you know a fun little party um but at the party um we kind of get a glimpse into the sex lives of the housewives and it was like super interesting so we find out that um teddy because you know is teddy she schedules out (laughs) her her sex times twice a week so she's doing that (laughs) Um, As Dorit said, Thursdays at 5.45 p.m. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, and then we have, uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, Denise, who can't stay off of her man. Like, she's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we go out all the time. And the story of how they met, right? Yeah. That so, Denise was going to his center, and then one day he just took her into a room. They had sex, and from that point, they haven't been able to, been, uh, they haven't been able to separate from each other. Yeah. And this this reveals something super interesting between the housewives, which I don't think we've ever really, besides Harry Dubin, <laughs> we've never really had. Oh, right. We've never really had a situation like this. Well, there's also Tom, but yeah. And Tom. New York. Well, actually, I have a point about New York, but we'll, we'll save that. Okay. So we find out that Aaron, who's dating, who's been dating uh, Denise, Denise Richards. Um, and they have sex seven times a week. They have all the time. Well, every day. Constantly doing it, just knocking knackers. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently if Denise is out of town, they have FaceTime sex. Oh, gosh. They are really in the 21st century. But <laughs> uh, Aaron is still legally married to someone. The divorce has not been finalized. Even though him and his soon-to-be ex-wife have been separated for two years... Um, he's still married to her and his wife is Nicolette Sheridan, who is, if you don't know, a very famous actress. She's always been kind of known for being like a sex pot. Like that's kind of her, <laughs> like, I mean, like a uh, yeah. like, case in point, Desperate Housewives. Right. When Nicolette right. Sheridan came on, she was like the Desperate Housewife. Like she was like the one they were all jealous of. A sex like, symbol of sorts. Exactly. Right, right, right. Well, I, I mean, it sounds like she's made her way around Hollywood because <laughs> she used to be married to the one and only H.H., my love, Harry Hamlin. Now the story, Lisa tells the story like it's no big deal. She's like, oh yeah, so Nicolette and Harry were married for six months and then he was in Canada and she went to a Michael Bolton concert and left with Michael Bolton. So (laughs) as Lisa Renna said, she thanks Michael Bolton every day for bringing her Harry Hamlin. Cheers to Michael Bolton. Cheers to Michael Bolton. Cheers, Eddie. We we literally just did a cheers. With water. I and I have coffee over here, but I don't drink on the podcast anymore. <laughs> I'm reformed. 
Yeah, she thanks Michael Bolton uh, to this day. And I thank Michael Bolton to this day because I love the Hamlin Renadua. I'll be honest. They're a cancer. I found out they're a cancer and a Scorpio, which is a perfect match. And I'm a Scorpio. So if you're a cancer, hit me up. But <laughs> Ren is actually, I, it's weird. Slide into Eddie's DMs at Eddie underscore Estrada, okay, please. I'm uh, but it's funny because I would like, I would think like Lisa was more Scorpio. But she's actually the cancer, which means she's like very focused on her home life, about like creating like the perfect home, her relationships. And that means Harry Hamlin is kinky as hell. <laughs> Maybe Harry brings that side out of Lisa. And that's why Rinna has that Scorpio aura that, to mm, you, yeah, right? That, mm-mm. With those, oh my God, her her looks this season of her just like staring at people and like giving like that smug look or like when, well, we'll talk about the Bahamas. So, well, quickly, can I just say? Yeah. Um, I I know some people don't like RHOBH getting so Hollywood, but this is one of the pros of it's amazing. Beverly Hills going Hollywood is that you get these kind of celebrity stories. You know, you get like Charlie Sheen on the phone, and I'm sure we're going to get some Charlie Sheen stories. You're going to get this like crazy Nicola Sheridan, Michael Bolton, Harry Hamlin story. Um, it's just a lot of fun, and I always joke about on our other podcasts on the Butter Pop Podcast Network. Holly Shook, where we talk celebrity scandals. I joke about the incestual nature of Hollywood um, because it's true. It's like this small community. They see each other at awards shows and all these other things, all these other events, parties, and they all hook up with each other. And this story was like quintessential incest Hollywood. So I thought that was kind of fun. But quick point on Roni versus RHOBH. In the past, Beverly Hills has typically been a group of housewives that didn't really want to delve into the sex life, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Roni, on the other hand, they've always been so open about their sex life. like Because they were all single. Exactly. This was kind of like BH um, inhabiting the Roni spirit. Wouldn't you say? I'm feeling very Roni this season. Right? uh, For BH. Because they're just like so much more. And I think Lisa Rinna is the one bringing it out all of them. Yes. Because Rinna is very... New York. She would work perfect on that cast. We've talked about We've that. We've talked. And she, I mean, she'll probably have the opportunity one day if she ever moves with her daughters to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that conversation they had at, de- at the dessert party was what? an exact conversation they'd have on Roni. 100%. And yeah. I, I kind of love it. And, I, and like you said, like the whole Hollywood thing, I'm, I love that Big Isn't H is like this. It's why I watch. Because it's like a glimpse into the life of like these actors and actresses and celebrities that you see on tabloids and magazines and all that. And it's like... The real deal kind of harkens back to like season one when K- Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, I mean it started on, Hollywood. On, yeah, oh, my gosh, this show I love it. <laughs> okay, so back to the party. Um, uh, Dorit officially invites everyone to go to the Bahamas with her. They're trying this great brand new resort called Bahamar. Um, and you know, clearly Bahamar is paying for them to go on this trip because of the advertising. It's on the, it's on the PJ. It's everywhere. So all the women decide to go to the Bahamas. Um, even Lisa Vanderpump, who wasn't at the, um, rent a party because she was, she was feeling um, down because of her brother and the situations and Jiggy's, you know, needs heart surgery and all this stuff. Um, but they all decide to go to the Bahamas together and they get on the private jet. And this was a very different private jet experience than Lala <laughs> on Vanderpump Rules. Like Lala's just fresh to the, you know, PJ games. So she was able to get like a 30 minute ride up to Solvang. <laughs> Dorit and the girls are getting like 
a trip from Beverly Hills to the Bahamas, which has got to be like four hours, right? Oh, much much longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I don't realize like how long flights take. So the Bahamas is off the East Coast and it takes about what? Six hours to get to Miami? Five hours? It takes six hours on a plane. Yeah. Five. I think five or or so hours. Yeah. I thought the plane. Oh, my God. And then you. Okay. I think I might be stupid because I was thinking like how many hours ahead they are. <laughs> no, Eddie, stop. I thought you like didn't New think York that. was like three hours on a plane. Eddie, you have flown to New York. You didn't think I know, but three... I like, I. it's been a minute. <laughs> Plus like- with No, it the takes ti- like five or six hours but again But with to the time changes, I always get confused. Oh my God, I feel so stupid right now. I'm about to Google how long it takes to get from LA to the Bahamas. I mean, it's gotta be at least like, I'm gonna say f- f- four and a half hours. Eddie, that's absurd. Okay, apparently it's six hours, 40 minutes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, wow. I would be terrible on a prices right with plane times. <laughs> like, if that was the game, like, how many, like, how long does it take to fly from, like, LA to Mexico? I know, I know. That you gotta know. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it changes every time I go. But, like, my flight to Puerto Vallarta is, like, three hours which, by the way, everyone, I will not be on Hot and Bravo next week because I will be in Mexico. But don't worry, I will be back. Um, but back, enough about my trip. Let's talk about... It takes five hours to get to Miami, by the way. Oh. About five hours. Okay. <laughs> back to the other trip, um, which is the PJ plane ride with um, all the ladies from BH. Uh, they're having fun. They're having a good time. And Dorit starts explaining the room situation. So... Um, everyone she says is going to have an amazing room and she's going to have the big suite, beautiful suite. And she would like to invite Lisa Vanderpump to be in her suite. Now Lisa Vanderpump is not happy about this idea (laughs) at all. And apparently Dorit's a snorer and a farter. Yeah. But it was, it was so, it was so rude of Lisa to be like, Oh Kyle, I heard there's a three bedroom suite, like trying to get with Kyle. Cause she was telling Ken, like she doesn't know how she feels about Dorit. And, I mean, after the whole debacle with the dog, I understand why she's maybe a little bit like uh, like walking on eggshells around her. I think Lisa's trying to play it off like, oh, I love Dorit. It was an honest mistake. She didn't mean to give the dog to wherever she gave the dog to. I think she... Uh, but Lisa is actually really pissed. Well, I think the reason that Dorit didn't give the dog to Vanderpump directly is because of the $5,000 fee. Which is shady. Which is shady. Because I don't think they have the money to pay it. But, I mean, Lisa, like, took a job, and Rena like, cheers to her. She was like, good job. You know, like, you're back. So it was good to see kind of Lisa Vanderpump kind of be, like, her old catty self again. And, right. You know, have some life back into her. Like, I feel like she's been really sad for a while. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's good to see her having a good time. I mean, Lisa got on that plane, like, ready to take jabs at Dorit, because the first thing she said was, Dorit... You got something right for once. Like, sorry for the British accent. Um, I can't help it with LVP. But like, I mean, that's passive aggressive as fuck. Oh, well, like you got something right for once. For once. Meaning you didn't give the dog back to me and you really fucked up. You always fuck up. So thank you for finally getting something right. Uh, well, this trip looks like it's going to be a wild one. And while this episode yeah. was a little bit quiet, next episode looks like it's going to be crazy. We see fights between Lisa Vanderpump and Erica. We see Lisa Vanderpump against Teddy. Yeah. We see 
talk about Lisa Vanderpump between Lisa Renna and Kyle. I think this is the start of, you know, Lisa being on the outs and all the women coming after her. It looks like it. Yep. And like I said, slowly but surely, it's not going to be one episode. No, not This at is all. where it begins. This, this is, is a, this is the start. Yeah. So buckle in, guys, because we're gonna have so much to talk about. Make sure you guys are following everything that we're doing on our Twitter and Instagram by searching at Hot and Bravo. That's H O T N B R A V O D. And make sure you guys are subscribed on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Armin, let everyone know how they can find you. At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada if you're looking for me. And we will see you guys next week. Well, I won't, but Armin will. (laughs) Bye.